Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Thought of the Week, Catholic Radio. And here's the Thought of the Week. I've often said that uh, we have to pass life. And remember the four big questions. We don't want to flunk life. The four questions, number one, where did I come from? Better get that one right. Number two, who am I? Number three, where am I going? And number four, how do I get there? And uh, so we got to remember that. Assuming we have the correct answers to one, two, and three, where did I come from? Who am I? Where am I going? Heaven, I hopefully, hopefully, it's uh, very important for us first to look at the basic answer. Yes, how do I get there? God himself is the way. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, took on a human nature so he could talk to us, look us in the eye, grab us by the hand, die on the cross, rise from the dead, touch us through his sacraments. Jesus, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And he gives us the church, the church. And uh, by the way, if you want to, people say, where's that in the Bible? Well, I tell you what, look at the Gospel of St. Matthew. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, the first 16 chapters are all about what Jesus does, his miracles, his teaching. And then at the 16th chapter, he picks St. Peter to be the head of the church. You are uh, the rock upon this rock. I will build my church. Yeah, he has, Jesus, Jesus got that word out, church, right. And, uh, and the church becomes then our mother. Our mother gives us life through our baptism, sustains, sustains us uh, with life through the Holy Eucharist. A teacher, by teaching with authority on what? On how to live, how to be fully human, how to be fully full of love, how to do all the gr- good stuff. But also, be careful. Like <laughs> my folks, your parents, you know, be careful when you're crossing the street. Look both ways. Uh, be careful when you're outside. Be careful about strength. So, I mean, they're always wanting to ha- have a, tell us about the obstacles to life. So, you know, I thought I would do today. By the way, I had a wonderful professor when I went to Boston College here a couple of years ago. I took a semester there had wonderful Jesuit teachers. One of them was Father Bart Geiger, wonderful man. Anyway, Father Bart gave, gave us some examples of obstacles in the spiritual life. He listed five of them. Are you interested in what the obstacles are to spiritual growth? Okay, well, here we go. I'm going to go over all five of them, and we'll, we'll get through them here. The first one, first obstacle. False ideas about God, who God is. So, number one of those, he's a punishing God. If you're suffering, you did something wrong. God is punishing you. You've heard that one before. Or then the opposite. God, he's the prosperity God. That's right. If you're faithful, God will reward you with a nice house, happy family, nice car, good insurance, successful business. That's the prosperity God. Oh, I just, oh, that one. The more money you give to the church, the richer you're going to be. Forget that one. 
Okay, number three, the bookkeeper God. He's got a little pad up there with your name on a little. So God is mainly concerned about tallying up your sins or good deeds. He's got two little, he checks little boxes there. Got a little checks, little box. And then when you get to the pearly gates, he says, well, here, let's go over all your list here. I got a few checks here and a few checks there. The bookkeeper God, wrong. Well, then here's another false idea of God, the angry God. God is losing patience with you. The angry God, false. Here's another one, just the opposite. The warm, fuzzy God. God does not challenge you or ask you to take risks. He just wants you to feel good about yourself. I'm going to challenge you. No, he is our loving father. What do good parents do? They challenge you. Step up. Come on, you can do it. That's how we grow. Take take a risk, the risk of spending 30 minutes in prayer every day. Ooh. So, yeah. So that's the warm, fuzzy. And forget the, that one. And then, of course, then there is the deist God. Remember the deist lived in the 18th, I think 18th century? Um, he created the world, keeps everything moving. But other than that, he just sits back and watches us. It's almost like he winds up the clock and sets it down and walks away. He's up there, but he's not down here. He doesn't really care about us. That's the deist God. So the false ideas of God, the punishing God, you're suffering because you did something wrong, the prosperity God, the more money you give, uh, the more money you're going to get, forget it. The bookkeeper God's got a little checklist. The angry God, uh, he's losing patience. The warm, fuzzy God, he doesn't challenge you or ask you to take risks. And the deist God, he got us all going, and then he just took off to some other part of the universe, doesn't really care anymore. So that's it. And now we're going to get, that's the first, false ideas about God, number one. Number two, we're going to talk about rationalizations, the ways we, the way we rationalize. That is, we we justify wrong behavior by putting a rational spirit in on it. I'm going to talk about four of those rational ones. Uh, they're generaliz- false generalizations, false idealism, self-labeling, and the false concern for others. What are others thinking of me? And, uh, and the false generalizations. For example, I don't go to church because everybody there is a hypocrite. Really? You know what my answer to that is? Name three. They can't. Or, I reject religions. All religions are violent. Really? Name three. Uh, right. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Then there's a false idealism. Real religion shouldn't be complicated. Okay? Jesus was all about love. He wasn't about rules and rituals. No kidding. Why did he say, do this in remembrance of me at the Last Supper? The ancient church was much more pure and simple. No kidding. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll come back in just a second. Talk about these rationalizations. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Thought of the Week. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments. Doing what is challenging because it's right. So this is Monsignor Frank Bagnano, Catholic Radio. We're talking today about obstacles in the spiritual life. And we talked about uh, the false ideas about God. And now we're talking about the second one. We've got five of them here. Rationalizations. Justifying wrong behavior by putting a little spin on it, like I don't go to church because everybody there's a hypocrite. Remember, I said that, and he, uh, my my answer was always name three. All right, and then well, false idealism. Je- Jesus was all about love. He wasn't about rituals and rules. Really, he wasn't about rituals. Well, sure, he was about love, but he, th- that doesn't exclude rituals. So why did he give us the ritual of the Last Supper? And then he said, "Do it. Come on." You know, and of course, the ancient church was supposed to, they were much more pure and simple. And I'm saying, really, you should. I studied it in Rome for uh, a couple of years ago, the earliest church, first six centuries. It was, it had a lot of structure to it. Trust me, it had to back then. Okay, and then there's a third uh, rationalization self labeling. Uh, here's an example I'm just a tramp. Therefore, I don't have to change because I'm a tramp. That's false self-labeling. Here's another one. False concern of others. For example, say there's a priest or a deacon who drinks too much, uh, flirts with people in his congregation, and then he says, well, it's important that people see me as human. I need to be approachable. I need to be human so I can do all these, I can drink a lot or whatever I do, you know. No, uh uh-uh, no. That's false concern about what other people think. Uh, The temptation, uh, remember, every temptation always comes at you as something good, but it's got a hook in it. So that's it. Rationalizations. There's another one. It's called false humility. Yeah. Uh, I'm just an average Joe trying to get by and stay out of trouble. Who am I to think that God has anything special in mind for me? That's just being arrogant. No, I'm not I'm not meant to be a saint. I'm just a humble little nobody. False humility. Okay. The third one. Here we go. 
Disordered attachments. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. It's a good thing that people are too attached to. You ready? Relationships. Here you go. Everybody wants to be loved. God placed that desire in our hearts. But often, people are so terrified of being alone or so insecure about their self-worth that they enter into unhealthy friendships or romantic relationships solely for the sake of feeling wanted, loved, and desirable. Here's a, a bad boyfriend is better than no boyfriend at all. No. Uh-uh. That's a disordered attachment to love. Okay, marriage. Here's another one. Marriage is a holy creation of God, but when people think that their lives are a failure unless they get married and have children, then they've made an idol out of marriage. A good thing. Catholic priests and nuns choose celibacy to remind people that their lives get their ultimate meaning and worth from God, not from a spouse or from their children. Your ultimate meaning comes from God. Okay, family. Here's another disorder attachment. Family is a holy creation of God. But when people think that their religion, or excuse me, when people change their religion or stop going to church in order to make their wife or husband or children happy, then they've placed their family above God. Yes, it's something holy, but it's not in first place. You can't trade in what's in first place for what's in second place. So no, I'm not going to trade in my religion because of my spouse. No, that's putting your spouse above God. Come on. Really, think about it. All right? Here's another one. Ego. Everyone needs a healthy sense of identity. Absolutely. Sometimes we profess, profess certain beliefs because we want to be seen as someone who's kind of a rebel, or I'm a real intellectual, I'm a prophet, I'm an iconoclast, etc. Anyone who disagrees with me is a conformist uh, or a mindless sheep. No, it's ego. Ego. Right. And the last one, last disordered attachment, is duty. This is an interesting one. We all have duties to honor, but sometimes honor them to the exclusion of other legitimate duties in order to keep our lives simple or unchallenging, or because we hang our entire sense of identity or self-worth onto that duty. For example, Christian parents sometimes speak as if their only duty before God is to make sure their children are comfortable and safe. They do not ask, well, what sacrifices should our family be making for other people? Yeah, they got a sense of duty, but they kind of exclude other very important duties. Right. So those are called disordered attachments. Wow. <laughs> that's the that's, that's, that's the third one. Number four in all these things, remember what we're doing here, folks. We're going over obstacles to the spiritual life. We're going to go over what they call the emotional obstacles. Ooh, these are kind of important. I'll start on those right now. Old wounds. You know, this, is, this is truly, a, it could be very, an obstacle, just emotional. A woman who's had a bad experience with her father, and so calling God our father can make it difficult for her to relate to God. Or if a man had parents who were religious zealots, it can be kind of hard for him to be open to religion at all. His parents beat it into him. Yeah, old wounds. That's just an obstacle. No, And you got to try to overcome it. Or here's another one. It's called the crab mentality. You put one crab in a bucket, it'll crawl out. But you put four crabs in a bucket, none of them are going to get out because as soon as one starts climbing up, the others grab it and pull it down. 
Similarly, sometimes we hurt the very people we love. We discourage the efforts they're making to pull themselves up because their, their successes threaten us. Who do you think you are? Do you think you're so special? Do you think you're better than the rest of us? So I pull, I pull down other people around me because they make me feel inferior. I pull it back down. It's called a crab mentality. My gosh. Well, we're going to take a little break here because there's more to this crab mentality. It's very interesting. These are all obstacles to, obstacles to spiritual growth. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Catholic Radio, be right back. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio on Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org Thanks to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of Central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Catholic Radio. Today we're talking about obstacles to the spiritual life, and we've talked about false ideas about God rationalizations, we talked about that, disordered attachments. Uh, Now we're into emotional obstacles, and we're talking about the crab mentality. Oh, boy, the crab mentality. And and I mentioned that uh, one crab can can crawl out of the bucket, but not if there are four, none of them get out because the others drag them back down. Crab mentality. So one way that that manifests itself is when we refuse to acknowledge that a person has changed for the better. Sometimes a a woman who has lived promiscuously for a long time, finally she succeeds in becoming a different person. But even years later, after she's changed, people who know her still, they still refer to her as being easy or something, maybe something worse. Sometimes they do this because they enjoyed ridiculing her and they wish... They want to continue ridiculing her. Other people refuse to see that she's changed because then it's going to 
force them to admit that, it, well, if she changed her life, maybe maybe I need to change my life. So I'm not going to, no, no, I'm going to pull her back down. I'm the crab, crab mentality. That's, it. These, that's an obstacle to the spiritual life. Not loving another person, pulling him down. Come on. And then another uh, obstacle under emotional is the unreasonable fear of suffering and sacrifice. There's a German word for that, Schandenfeud. The German word means a mischievous delight in the failures and the sufferings of other people because when they suffer, it makes me feel better about myself. So why do people like to read about the movie stars getting divorced or politicians getting publicly shamed? We just, people love that stuff. Why do we love that stuff? Go through the grocery line. Look at those tabloids. Oh, boy, I want to grab that one. Yeah. Why? Because there's a movie star pulling down. Look at the horrible things they've discovered about her. Oh, my God. Oh, let me, how much is that? That's only $2, you know. So that that's, that is a obstacle to the spiritual life, taking delight in the failures of other people. And there's another unreasonable fear of suffering and sacrifice. It's called complacency. In other words, well, this is good enough. Better play it safe than try than to try another route and fail. And that happens sometimes. People say, well, would you like to go on a retreat this weekend? Uh, Christ Renews His Parish Retreat? Oh, I'm I'm good enough. I, 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 I'm afraid if I try that I might fail, so I better stay where I'm at. No, you're not going to fail. But it's called complacency. And there's another obstacle. It's called nursing emotions. Oh, here we go. Of course, it's natural to get angry when we're wronged and to grieve when we suffer a loss. But sometimes sometimes we hold on to our anger or grief for an unnatural length of time. We let it consume us or even define our lives. We, we do this because we can't imagine my life without this pain. And sometimes we think that if I let go of the pain, somehow or other, it denies the fact that the injury actually happened. For other people, their pain becomes so central to their identity that they see that as the meaning of their life. It's part of their identity. Woo! Okay, so that's complacency. That's nursing emotions. So that's called emotional obstacle to the spiritual life. And finally, the last one, Immoral or careless activity. Normally, this is an obstacle. We think of our activities as something that flows from our beliefs. For example, I believe in God, therefore I pray. Or, I believe in human dignity, therefore I give to the poor. That's good. That's normal. But, can the opposite be true? Can the way we act affect the way we believe? Or how easily we believe it? So, the saints and theologians for centuries have noticed a correlation here. If a Christian is involved in sinful activities, it can affect that person's ability to believe, for example, that Jesus rose from the dead. But if that person stops that activity, his doubts will often disappear. The person has a conversion. They start behaving themselves, being moral. Guess what? They start believing. It clears the mind. Behavior clears the mind, or it clouds the mind. Okay? Uh, So, for example, surveys show that 97% of Catholics who go to church every Sunday believe that the bread and wine at Mass become the real body and blood of Jesus. But when Catholics who do not go to church are surveyed in these surveys, 
that percentage drops to 50%. Half the ones who never practice their faith don't believe. The ones who practice believe. So behavior does affect how we believe. Right. So, Russ. So those are the obstacles to spiritual growth. False idea about God. Rationalization. We talked about that. Disordered attachments. Emotional obstacles. You know, the crab mentality. Unreasonable fear of suffering and sacrifice or immoral or careless activities or behaviors, that will affect my spiritual life. That will affect what I believe in and how I will live according to those beliefs. So be sure to think about that and ask God to help you in prayer. Say, Lord, what's what's the meaning? I've heard these on the radio today. Lord, which one of these or two of these kind of hit me when he talked about it? Well, it kind of hit me. I wish he wouldn't have said that. Well, if it hits you, that means, guess what? The Lord's knocking at the door. And the the uh, the doorknob is only on the inside. You're the only one that can open it. So think about Ask that. Lord, what are the obstacles? Show me. And he will. If you ask, and you ask more than once, you keep asking peacefully, he is going to show you. And it'll be nice. And it'll be great. And then when he does show you, then start saying, Lord, help me. So that's it. This is Monsignor Frank Bignano. Thank you for listening. Catholic Radio Thought of the Week. Let's get rid of those obstacles. God bless you. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.